Hello everyone, uh, welcome to an up, another episode of What's Happening in Travel. I'm here with my buddy, Kushro, and I am Kerwin, and uh, it's been crazy. There's a lot of stuff going on, a lot, a lot of stuff. Uh, Kushro, what, um, what airplane do you have in your background today? I have a UPS 748. Uh, oh. Nice. I, I guess they did make quite a, quite a few of these 748 cargos, huh? Mm-hmm. Probably a lot more yep. than the passenger service ones. Yes, much more. <laughs> thank, thank heavens, right? <laughs> um, and uh, oh, oh, so one question. Um, I assume that the 748s have a longer range than the 777 freighters, right? Or not? The 300 freight? The LR or the? Uh, the well, I guess the. No, I think the LR has a longer range. 200 LR has a longer range than the 748. Than a 748. So, yeah. Because I know that used to be you would have them, they'd come from um, uh, Asia and they would uh, go to Anchorage and then to Houston. Mm -hmm. And now with the new ones, they can just come straight to Houston. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And is that with a 748 yeah. or with that with a 77LR? The LR, 200LR cargo. Oh, it can do that. But they, I don't think they call it the 200LR cargo, they call it the 200F. Right, exactly. All right. So then the 748F, okay. so or is it 8IF? <laughs> no, it's 8F. <laughs> it's just 8F. Can that come straight from uh, Asia to here, Houston? Or has uh, you there? know what? I don't think there are many routes. Oh, they okay. invariably stop somewhere in the US before coming to Houston, invariably, or Europe. All right. So, All right. so well, if anyone knows, you know, let us know, because um, that's actually quite interesting. I see them all the time. Well, and they're hard to track because they're not like, you know, commercial. Yeah. So oh, they're not available for sale, like, you know, for general yeah. to access, but. So they don't have the transponder but, thing on. All right. Anyway, so let's get started. Okay. Well, we are getting started. This is a good part of the aviation side of things. True. And, this is and, true. And I have a uh, uh, 737-900 behind me. Uh, this was, I had flown to Laredo, Mexico on, um, on uh, Alaska Airlines. And um, this was just kind of the ramp, getting everything together. They don't have jetways uh, there and I don't think they'll ever have jetways there, they don't need it. And uh, I think Alaska is the only airline that serves it from the US. And mm. have, um, there was a regional carrier that <clears throat> serves it, uh, I think it's, yeah, I forget the name of it, but I don't think they usually still do. But it's a great speaking, vacation destination. Speaking of Alaska, um, I was just reading this week and we didn't really mention it until now. That's all right. That uh, uh, last week we had talked about how all these undelivered uh, 737 MAX aircraft that are grounded. Yeah. Some of them don't have any buyers because the airlines have either gone out of business or canceled their orders. And uh, Boeing is trying to negotiate with Alaska to buy up some of these unloved and unowned 737 Maxes. Oh, wow. I'm sure they're giving Alaska a great deal because they are already are a customer. Yeah. Uh, given that they're also getting rid of the ex-Virgin American, America uh, Airbus 320s and 19s, um, I'm sure Boeing is giving Alaska a great deal to take aircraft on uh there we so. go um i mean you know it makes sense and they don't have to transport them too far <laughs> that's true 
Uh, no, that, make, that makes uh, complete sense, actually. And Kusha, I have to correct you. It's not the max. It's the dash 7, the dash 8, or the dash 9. Or the <laughs> dash 10. Soon to be dash 10. That takes too much time. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm violating my own. I know, Kusha. They're counting on us to do the marketing for them. <laughs> See, no one's ever going to call that bit dash whatever. It's always going to be the max. Um, that's funky. All right, so... Um, we have an update about, um, uh, what was it? Um, we had told you about the flights to nowhere and one of them is operating today, October 10th. Although based on where they are, it's probably already flown. So um, I landed, I landed, right? So what's going yeah. on with that, Kisha? Well, I don't have a lot of details, but I just heard or read actually that it took off from Sydney. Okay. This is the Qantas 787 flight for about seven hours that was going to go around Australia um, at a low 3,000 feet altitude, uh, as I said, for about seven hours. Uh, with about 150 passengers, it took off. And uh, fares started at 787 for economy. This is Australian dollars. 1,787 for premium economy and 3,787 for business. So I'm curious to know how it went, but based on the fact that it really was full, well, based on what yeah. one just wanted to sell it at, um, it will be interesting to hear a few comments from passengers. Yeah, it'd be fine. But, we'll, we'll have to look out yes. for that. And if I see and, anything, I'll probably try to put a, a link in the notes. Yeah, because Asiana also just announced that they've they had this one A380 flight over yeah. so over South Korea, and they've announced two additional flights. So clearly, it was successful. I so mean, it makes sense. If nothing else, yeah. to train the pilot, keep the pilots current, and keep the aircraft. Yeah. Going. So uh, all right, okay, that's that's actually pretty good, despite what everybody else wants to say about all that. Um, uh, and, you know, um, I saw something about the A380 since we're, I know we're getting distracted, but it's actually related. Um, <clears throat> since you mentioned the A380, uh, I saw something just before we got on that said um, Etihad is getting rid of their, their A380s. Um, no, I did not hear that. Yeah. I know I, they've grounded them. Yeah, I saw it. As on, have uh, Qatar. Wow. Yeah. I saw it on uh, Alex LHR. I hope I, I, I read it correctly. And what he was saying that uh, that means the end of the residence. That's right. And the apartments. Yeah. Well, the apartments, they still have them on. I think the 787 also have the apartments. Um, okay. Yeah, they're a slightly smaller version. Um, but only the A380 had the residence. So if Etihad really um, ground. I mean, so that's a huge loss of investment. I mean... Yeah. They haven't been in business that long, right? No, it's not. His residences, years, I think. A couple of years. Maybe, and to yeah. put all that money. Yeah, but I guess, I mean, they were $25,000 above. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't exactly cheap. Um, right. and, and it's just for one. And only had one on a plane. Uh, I thought there were more, though. No, I Two think three, only, I thought. And now I think there's only one. On a 380? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we can check it, but I, I thought there was only one person. No, I had not heard about this. Yeah, Alex just posted something on his um, okay. 
on his Instagram page. That's such a shame, though. Another yeah. 380 operator. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, but, but you know what's you know what's weird about this one, though? Is um, they actually said <laughs> that A380 was... Um, the marketing was the most environmentally friendly plane, blah, 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 blah. And now it's like, no, not anymore. So yeah. marketing is really, really weird with these things. Um, so. All right. So our next story is, um, speaking of getting rid of planes, <laughs> that seems to be the story these days. Um, British Airways, we know they got rid of all the 747s, but um, the last one left Heathrow a few days ago, right? Yes. On October the 8th, um, I actually watched this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they had the two two of them. Uh, remember, they only officially got rid of all their Heathrow-based seven four sevens, right? Because there are still a few stored in Wales, and they're leaving the fleet officially at the end of the year. Hmm. So what they did is they, this is what the initial plan was, uh, from what I had read, but then it had to be scrapped because of atrocious weather in London. Which <laughs> is. Surprise. <laughs> very low visibility and ceilings. So yeah. they really couldn't see very well. So they were going to have these two last 744s, which were registered GCI uh, Victor Yankee and uh, G-CI Victor Bravo. Yeah. One of them was in that old Negus livery, which is uh, sort of tough to explain, but it's got the big blue band under the aircraft with uh, the Speedbird logo and the red and blue tail. Well, they're right. all red and blue, but the more geometric uh, red and blue tail. But anyway, they were going to have parallel departures um, from the north and south runways at 7.47 a.m. <laughs> and then they were going to do a low fly past um, over the two runways. Once okay. But all that had to be scrapped. And then they took off sequentially on the same runway, the north runway. And um, only one of them did a fly pass. Was it crap because of weather or? I am assuming so. Of course, they never said so. But um, I guess they had to change the plans because there was a really, really low cloud ceiling. Yeah. So and it was raining and generally miserable. So... But um, they delayed it another day. <laughs> <laughs> so combined, they had 47 years of service. Yeah. Uh, and uh, of course, BA has operated the 747 for 50 years. So quite remarkable. Wow. Yeah. And they had flown upwards of 11,000 flights each. In fact, one of them was close to 13,400 flights. So, and given this is uh, this is uh, a retirement and why we're making such a big deal about it is BA was the largest operator of the 747 at wow. one time. They had 57 of huh. them. And they started in 71 and then their um, first delivery of the 400 was in 89. So it's the end of an era. Yeah, it really is. Uh, so, and on that... Northwest Same was subject. the customer, right, of the 747? Yeah, one of them. One of them. At least the U.S. launch customer. Correct. Um, 
Uh, I think we mentioned this either last week or two weeks ago that Russia, as Rossiya Airlines, had taken up seven of these XBA aircraft. Yeah. And then again, just very fleetingly this week, I heard that there's another carrier called Avatar Airlines, which is based here in the US. Okay. It's, I, I believe it's now going to be called Family Airlines, which is another stupid name. Uh, they <laughs> want good. to buy up. Stupid name for Avatar, probably. <laughs> or is it Pixar? Whoever, Pixar, whoever owns Avatar movie. <laughs> so uh, they want to buy them and start operations as a low cost carrier. Now, I don't know how they think they're going to make money with 744s at this time. But there you have it. Pack them in, Kershaw. Pack them in. See, we haven't learned anything. So. <laughs> I haven't learned anything from COVID. Um, with reference to the 747, so were these two going to Russia or were they going to... No, they were going to Wales desert? Oh, for okay. storage. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Them in. Is it in Cardiff or somewhere? No, it's St. Albans. Uh, and then there was another. There's another one that begins. I forget what the name is. Okay. All right. I didn't. I mean, it. it I think Kemble or something. Uh, it's kind of moist yeah. up there. <laughs> That's what I thought. The whole of UK is <laughs> damp and cold, and maybe they have big hangers or something. They put it. They're stored in the open. It's really moist in uh, in Wales. I've yeah. Never, I've never been to Wales, and it's not moist. It's right on the coast. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so um yeah, yeah maybe if anyone know what's the you know what's the logic behind because i know some ba744s are in uh california and arizona in yeah. the u.s in the desert so i don't know what makes them select some aircraft for uk disposal some for other countries yes yeah, right maybe it'll be cheaper for russia to bring them over to, to russia maybe maybe yeah uh, um, okay, cool. Uh, while you were talking about that, I did look up the um, the thing we talked about, A380. Oh. And what, what Alex says is uh, it's uh, Alex, L-N-A-I-R. He's on um, Instagram. And he says, UAE National Airline Etihad Airways becomes the latest airline to remove all A380s from its active fleet. Uh, this marks the end of the residence onboard cabin and the other new products introduced only a few years ago. But see, that doesn't say they're getting rid of them. Because Qantas has done the same thing. Uh, well, at least they re they removed them, right? right. So they're not right. So has Qantas. All, so so has Qatar. Them somewhere. Yeah. So they haven't said they're yeah. disposing of them, like Air France and Lufthansa have said. But I'm sure that'll come, right? We hope not. Yeah. But crazy. Um, all right. So hopefully we'll get more work, more news on what's going on with Etihad and the A380s. Um, all right, I guess it's airlines are displaying statistics again, and SAS just talked about their September numbers. Um, how are they doing? Terribly. Yeah. Um, I wish more airlines would report it, but I guess it doesn't look very good on them. So no. um, I found this um, uh, release from SAS to be particularly interesting. I also have a little bit of information on Norwegian, but it's not much better. Okay. So, SAS, um, their um, ASKs, so which is how many seats they had available, uh, they dropped about 70% in September. And the passengers 
they carried the RPKs, which is not exactly the passengers they carried, but it's right. a good proxy. That dropped 87%. And their load factor consequently dropped 42 points to 36%. This is system-wide. Yeah. So that would be international, uh, inter-European, and yeah. domestic. Um, passengers, however, dropped almost 80% from 11.7 million last September to 595,000 this year. Which I guess makes sense, right? What I found interesting was that their yield, which is really the revenue they get from each passenger, was up almost 20% at 19. But their RASC, which is the revenue they get based on the seats they have for sale, that was down a whopping 45%. So clearly the traffic has not rebounded despite all the opening up of borders within yeah. the EU. Well, I'm thinking so, it's because they have a, they, they do a lot of long haul traffic, right? Long haul, like over the ocean traffic. So they come to- Well, see, that was down, um, SAS um, international traffic was down, well, the seats available was down 85% year over year, and the yeah. passengers were down over 97%. Which makes They sense. didn't have a lot of international, that is non-Europe flights, but when they did, they were atrociously empty. Yeah, because nobody's going anywhere. Nobody, even if you can fly there, there's nothing yeah. to do when you get to the other side. The country's closed. And I, yeah. think that, I think that's something that people don't understand. People are asking me, why am I not flying? And I'm, I'm like, well, one, the countries are closed. And so when you go somewhere, there's nothing to do. I mean, like literally nothing. Plus like the UK now have quarantine. If it, you, you can't yeah. go there without 14 day quarantine. And that's- But I think the countries are, well, yeah, a lot of the sites may be closed. Yeah. I mean, everything will be much less crowded. Well, yeah, because so, there's nobody there. Yeah. <laughs> nobody- Which makes it the perfect time to go. Um, yeah, but I, there's at a no, huge risk. Yeah. They, all right. There's no point. Like some people have been going to Mexico and showing photos. Oh, here's Mexico. The entire country's empty. I'm like, yes, because the Americans aren't going and Americans go to Mexico quite a bit. And Mexico um, really doesn't want us. Kind of ironic, but well, true. You know, what's, you know, what's interesting though, is that, um, so somebody was showing how they do tracking and tracing in Mexico. Domestically, when you get on a flight, you have to fill a form up. And they take mm. your temperature and, yep. and all that. So they're tracking you within Mexico. And they were surprised that they were doing that. And every time you go to like a facility, you get sprayed. Um, and lots of the facility that he was showing. And they went all over yeah. Mexico uh, were, were closed. So it's like, I don't want to go somewhere, you know, like that and go, oh, look, the whole place is empty. It's like, okay, well, how, how, what fun is that? That's um, how Taiwan and South Korea have managed to largely control their outbreaks and, and which makes tracing yep. tracing and if you clean it up then you know people just really enjoy in their own countries but if you're not doing yeah. tracing and you don't really care about it then it's not going to go away but anyway. but anyway just getting back to Norwegian yes equivalent results for um, September their passengers were down 90 percent this is compared to 80 percent for SAS wow. um their seats available were down 93%. Their passengers 
the RPKs were down 96%. But they still had a load factor of about 53%, which is down 37 points. Mm. So um, much, much higher than SAS. Yeah, well, the compared are to, probably lower, but, right? Possibly, yeah. No, almost definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised so, that Norwegian is still flying. You're right. Yeah, but then you know they're they're crafty cushion because what they've done, um, they have like three companies, maybe even more. More than that. Yeah, there's a Norwegian that flies inside Europe, and there's a one. There's one that's registered in the UK that flies from the UK to the US, and then um, I think France also has them. Yes, and there might even be one that's registered in Ireland or something. So, Hmm. but you know what I guess will happen is that the international arms will go away and then the domestic one, which is what they started with, will remain. Yeah. Actually, we're going to talk about that as well, coming up with AirAsia. Well, okay. Well, go ahead. AirAsia is the next topic. (laughs) So there are actually three parts of the story. The first one was that, uh, well, let me back up a little bit. AirAsia started out in Malaysia, uh, hugely successful in revolutionizing cheap air transport in Southeast Asia. And then they spread out uh, to all these different affiliates in different countries, starting with, well, to the West, they have India, AirAsia India. Uh They have Vietnam, Philippines, Japan, Taiwan, and so on. Well, AirAsia Japan just shut down. So I'm wondering if this is the first domino to fall because um, they just could not compete. And with Japan essentially closed, um, they lost a lot of their traffic. They were based in Nagoya, Mm -hmm. um, which is um, in between uh, Tokyo and uh, Osaka. Nice city. And... um, yeah, so they closed after six years. And then I read that AirAsia India is on the verge of uh, stopping flying, even though uh, the Tata Group, which now owns 100% of AirAsia India, have yeah. hotly denied that. But AirAsia, um, which was a 49% investor in AirAsia India, has pulled out because they basically have no money. Wow. So I don't know how long that will survive, but they had about a 4% market share in India. May not be great, but it still had a significant yeah. uh, flight profile um, in India. And then I found out that AirAsia X is also in trouble because now this is the long haul arm of AirAsia right. and they are the 330. This was the first in my opinion, um, low-cost, long-haul carrier. And it has never succeeded in the past with different carriers. And it turns out it may not succeed with AirAsia either Hmm. because um, they are a huge purchaser of the 330neo, which is the Airbus 330neo. In fact, I believe they have um, 78 of them on order. So if they cancel that, um, that puts a severe dent in the 330neo program for Airbus. Yeah, Airbus is going to be. But 
um, they're looking for um, invest to investors essentially because their debts are um, almost 3.5 billion US dollars and their assets are only about 1.7 billion. Uh, so there's going to be some huge restructuring necessary. And just if you're curious, the routes that AirAsia X flew were from Kuala Lumpur mostly to uh, countries and destinations that were beyond the range of 320, which would mean Korea, Japan, Australia, and India. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens now. Yeah, I don't think it's people, AirAsia. people still don't realize how, how expensive it is to maintain run an airline. airline. Yep. Uh, you know, when, uh, which is why, and you know, it's the airline's fault when they start competing against each other and go, oh yeah, I'm going to go in and compete against a big guy and charge like $29 fares and $39 fares for four to six hour flights. And you're like, are yep. you out of your mind? And then people start complaining. Oh, it's so expensive. I, I have to pay for my bags. <laughs> Seriously, you only pay $29 for your ticket. You know, so um, it's kind of, yep. uh, it, we, we, we as an industry have brought this on ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's, it's never going to get corrected now. Um, and so, and now all the, because these airlines, obviously they were losing money before. Yeah. Now, they, yeah. now they just, and now there's no advanced booking. So, you know, they can't pay the piper. Which yes. Is really sad. Yeah. In fact, um, I was reading that um, this was an IATA study, I believe, that said 40% of bookings on most flights currently are within one week of departure. Yeah. Which is quite remarkable. So planning yeah. becomes really difficult for airlines. Yeah, and, and and it's just because people just don't know, right? You don't know what's going to happen yep. next week, because and countries change rules overnight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's it's very very difficult. I'm not a planner, so this it's weird. I'm not a planner. This is actually the perfect time for me to fly. Um, it is. It uh, is. But even then, you know, when you try to buy a ticket last minute, it's expensive because my cousin was trying to buy a ticket for a flight. <clears throat> um like this coming week and it was like 420 dollars from the west coast to houston um that's a lot round trip I was round trip yeah and that's a lot of money right and um and then you, you don't have the the flexibility of all the red eye flights anymore um, yeah. yeah so for him to do that trip he it was a day trip he wanted to do it was going to be like about uh, $800, including renting a car and getting a hotel. The car was $70, was $100 by the time you put all that. Wow. Plus you'd have to put gas in it, right? Uh, the hotels were cheap though. They were like $50 a night. And okay. the, like the Derrick downtown Houston mm -hmm. was like $100. That's, That's like, always a, it's a boutique hotel. Though, yeah, right? but it's like right in Galleria. Those hotels are normally, like everything in Galleria was $100. And that's not normally the case. But again, uh, most of your viewers are not going to care about the Galleria in Houston. Um, no, but you know, this gives an idea of how um, price, the, the, the businesses have really reduced the prices yeah. um, because nobody's coming. Uh, all right, so, let's talk about Singapore Airlines, who I have to say is my favorite airline. However, Kushar is going to tell you something about them that and then I'll give you some. Yeah, I wasn't sure whether to introduce this, but then after talking to you, 
um, we decided to include it. It seems a little silly to even mention this, but apparently it's big news online. And it's nothing really significant, but Singapore Airlines has decided to um, start giving business class passengers individual amenity kits. Before you roll your eyes, that is a big deal. It's a huge deal. (laughs) They've partnered with this British perfumery company called Penn Halligan. I'd never heard of it. But um, yes, so previously what they used to do is essentially hand out uh, uh, masks and slippers and this and that um, on individual trays and then have them in the lavatories. Horrible, horrible. (laughs) Now you're going to get a green... Um, manatee kit. So, for those of you who care, go for it. Oh, dude. So, it's we going to have lip care. balm, hand lotion, and facial mist, among other things. So, uh, uh, so the, the reason why this is exciting news, Kesho, um, is I flew the world's longest flight which is operated by Singapore from New York to um, Singapore in February. Oh, was it January? In January. End of January. This year? Yeah. I did Hmm. the New York Times travel show. It was a long debacle. I still haven't written my report yet, but now I can write it because they're actually doing what I requested. Um, This is the world's longest flight. Uh, it is not first class flight because when you fly first class in Singapore or you fly the suites, you do get an amenity kit. But on this flight, the world's longest flight in business class, mind you, and all of the business class, Singapore does not give you a kit. Now, I didn't even realize this. I got on the flight and uh, exactly like I said, they were handing, like my slippers were handed to me. I'm like, I just paid you. It's like a hundred and I think I paid a hundred and one thousand miles for that and it took me five years to accumulate that and i didn't use credit cards or any of those things and he didn't give me an amenity kit and so um i sent a note to the marketing people and i'm like why do you not give me a medic they're like well we don't we don't i'm like it's apparently a loss of six to eight million dollars yeah but the fares aren't cheap kusho yeah it's a hundred and one thousand miles it took me five years to accumulate that so I don't want them telling me it's expensive because you know it looks, it looks tacky. You go in the bathroom, and what they've done is they've put all the amenities in the bathroom, so they're in drawers in the bathroom. I have pictures of it. It's really stupid, and I'm like, you, you, you've thought of cheapening the product, and this is how you cheapen the product uh, because I, I just felt like I was not getting value for my money, uh, mm-hmm. especially since this is not like a. They didn't even make any exceptions. It was no business. And I'm yes. like, this is 18 hours. This is your longest flight. Why would this is longer than your first class flight? And I mean, I, say what you like. It is environmentally sound because a lot of those containers are probably tossed in the trash. So whatever, Krishna. But they <laughs> if I'm but you know what's yeah. funny? If I'm in economy class, I get a little plastic bag. I, I, I get a little Singapore plastic true. bag with stuff in it. So why wouldn't you do that for business class? I didn't understand it. And then to say that you're going to find a new vendor, what happened to the vendor you used to the first class products? You could, you could, you could have them give us the lesser products. So <laughs> I don't know. No. 
So I'm glad that they're doing this. I'm absolutely glad that they're doing it. And you know what? They listen to their customers because I'm, I'm not the only one who complained about it. But now I have to oh. wait five more years to experience it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to accumulate more miles. So, so how are we doing on our... Uh, we're actually time constraints. We're actually at the half an hour mark. So what we should do is uh, we should wrap this episode and then just do another one after. Um, so yeah. Okay. So, you still have no feedback about whether people prefer this thirty-minute no. time frame. Okay. I think most of the readers uh, in in the world, if you do something that people don't like, they will tell you. But if they don't really care, it's 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 okay. Okay. So, uh, but now we, we can break here because we've got uh, one, two, we've got three more airline stuff. And yeah, we actually have a lot more to go. <laughs> so uh, let's just break this episode. Um, uh, it, it, I'm, I'm shying away from giving you episode numbers because uh, we're just... We have so many episodes now, <laughs> but um, we're going to wrap this episode. Um, remember, uh, if you have feedback about the episode length, the topics we covered, or anything that we covered in, um, in, in these episodes, please, please let us know. Uh, one of the topics that we uh, we are actually going to talk about in another episode um, is actually based on your feedback. Somebody actually commented on something and we did that. So uh, remember, we are on uh, Spotify, we are on iTunes, or search for what's happening in travel. And uh, this has been another episode. Uh, this is uh, Kerwin and my buddy. For sure. And we are signing off uh, for this episode recording on Saturday, October 10th.